are listening to The Wellness Project. I'm your host, Des, and this is episode number 127. I would greatly appreciate it if you would head over to Spotify or iTunes and leave me a review. It helps my podcast to grow, so that would be amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad you're joining me today for this great conversation. On today's episode, I speak with Jenny Lee about how she implemented a healthy, joyful morning routine as a self-care practice. Jenny said that this was transformational, that it helped her to start each day with joy and gratitude, that it improved the relationships in her life, that it decreased burnout, and decreased her responses to stress. As someone that really struggles in the morning but wants a healthy morning routine, I'm really looking forward to speaking with Jenny, so help me welcome her. All right, everyone. I am here with Jenny Lee. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Desiree. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because we're going to be talking about self-care and morning routines, why these things are important, what happens when we aren't practicing self-care, all really important things that I think a lot of people are struggling with right now. I could see that. And I have heard that um, the number of stress has gone up since um, shutdown, since COVID. And uh, it, it is it is really concerning. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just like, you know, talk about how we can change our perspective so we could at least like begin that mental health journey by being aware of it. Oh, definitely. I think this is going to be such an important conversation. So to get us started, Jenny, can you introduce yourself to our listeners, who you are and share a bit about your mental health journey and how you realize that self-care and morning routines were important for you and how they impacted your life? Yeah, absolutely. I have a full-time job uh, that is an English teacher in a high school in Hartford, Connecticut. That's where I'm based right now. And I have been a life coach um, probably for about a year now. Uh, so I focus on developing morning routines and my my focus is really helping moms and busy women with developing their morning routine so that they use the their morning routines as self-care and self-love time. Well, considering there's so many women, um, so many moms who are operating in a depleted state and all these hats that they're wearing and so many roles that they're running. And their needs are always at the bottom and everything else is at the top. And it seems like they always have a, a reason when being asked, like, like, why are you taking care of yourself properly? It's because I don't have time or I don't have the money as if it's optional. No, it's never optional to take care of yourself, especially when you have the whole world to take care of, right? It actually started because I was one of those moms uh, who were running on empty. I wasn't sleeping for months and it was really impacting my mental health, my emotional health, and it was impacting me physically too. 
And at some point, like, I guess I was aware of it because I was aware of like how my relationship with everybody around me, like just crumbled, right? Because I was always angry. I was always stressed because I was exhausted and everything, like I snapped so easily and everything was pretty much an excuse for me to get angry. Um, But that was a sign of depression, really. And that was because I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't sleeping. um, And I was running on this unconscious story, uh, what a woman should be, what a mother should be, what a wife should be, which is what a lot of women, a lot of moms are still running on, right? Although you think that's ridiculous, but then if you feel like your self-care has been neglected, that's a sign of you needing to take care of yourself first. That actually led to a divorce because things were just, well, unbearable for everybody, <laughs> right? So after the divorce, I moved into a new place where I actually had time to be with myself because a former husband and I had a split custody. And so I had a few days just for me to actually figure out what happened to me and what I really needed, then I realized that it was really me neglecting my own self-care. That's how I started to take care of myself. At that point, I had a job, which I really did not like, but that was also, that was just really because I did not like myself, right? And I was not in a good place. So nothing made me happy including the job that I had at that time. At some point, I just felt like, wow, uh, this is ridiculous. I can't live like this anymore. It sounded suicidal, but yeah, there there were like suicidal thoughts, you know, when I was depressed. (laughs) You know, at that point, I really needed to make a change. The first thing that came through was, um, okay, what if I just like do something fun for myself, something that makes me happy just for a few minutes. And so that next morning, I woke up a little earlier, which is like 10 minutes. And I just danced to music because I've always liked dancing. And music has always been healing for me. And that time, it was belly dancing that I felt like I had the most fun with. It's the beat of the drum um, and like my body just kind of like following the beat of the drum. And I felt like it was so, it was exhilarating. 10 minutes of that and it felt amazing. My mood was elevated and I went to work and um, I actually handled things a lot better. You know, like I wasn't responding to stress as much. And keep in mind that I work in Hartford. It's um it's an inner city school and there's a lot of problems there. And the kids are just, they're, they're sweet, sweet kids, but they also come from environments that are rampant with a lot of violence, abusive environments and uh, poverty and all of those things. But like, you know, when they, and when they uh, came to school, they would want a lot of love right? Which I could not give. When I was depleted, that was the case too. I was not emotionally available for my child. Like, and I was, I didn't enjoy being a mother, although my baby was like the most beautiful baby. 
things really changed after I adopted the morning routine that focused only on fun and joyful activities, like activities that brought smile and laughter. I couldn't get enough of it. And so after doing those activities, like, you know, dancing, right, then I started uh, feeling like, oh, I am having so much fun. I'm going to have to add more minutes to this because I want to have more fun. So I would wake up a little earlier, 15 minutes earlier in a couple of weeks. And then the next couple of weeks, I would add five more minutes because I want to do this a little longer. And at some point, I felt like, hmm, what if I added something to this? Like, I don't know, a, a little challenge. Maybe I could learn a new dance or something. And I thought about salsa. And on YouTube, there's like this five-minute dance, right? And so that's what I did. Or I would add like some other challenges, like some difficult yoga poses. And it was all just like you know, coming together and I'm having so much fun because I got to get in touch with the playful side of me, that side of me that enjoys learning and growing. Then I added more things like juicing because I learned about it. I was like, yeah, that would be great to just introduce my body first thing in the morning to something super nutritious like lemons or celery, right? So it added up and added up like cold shower and meditation and breath work. And now I have like a two hour morning routine <laughs> and it's all just like really focused on the most fun, the most joyful thing possible for me. And so I would go to work like that morning after just feeling light and like lesson planning, right? Or like however work that I, uh, that I was supposed to do, like, you know, in the past that used to be just me going through the motion and just do my work and go home and get my paycheck. But then I was more present my, with my work. And then I would ask myself, how can I make this fun? my relationships with the students became so much better and it's so much easier uh, for me to just like, yeah, just like, you know, develop relationships with them, um, you know, get them more motivated with the learning. Yeah, it's just a different energy that I brought into the environment. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and so that's how it has changed my life just in case you wondered, like, it is the same job, right? The past, uh, when I was depressed and unhappy. And right now, five years later, I still have the same job. But I'm so much happier. And I'm enjoying my job much more because I changed. The job is still the same. My environment is still the same. But I'm just a happier person. So I can enjoy everything so much more. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I think it really gives people a lot of hope because so many people, like you said, are running on empty like you were and just feel so depleted from their emotions, from the stress of their days. They're just depleted of energy. I think this will give a lot of people a lot of hope that you were able to find that energy again and find that happiness. And I'm really glad that you brought up how not taking care of yourself 
affected all these different areas in your life, especially the relationships too, because I think that people view self-care as being, there's that stereotype that self-care is selfish. And especially how you said with mothers, like putting everybody before them and putting their needs and their wants and their desires last. But at a certain point, you can only care about people so much before you are running on empty. You have to take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be effectively engaging in the world around you and being able to take care of everything, the kids, your romantic relationship, your friendships, your job. I mean, this affects every area of your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, something that I started to learn is this like rampant, this feeling of unworthiness. Uh, There is this unconscious story that I was running on that I'm sure a lot of women are running on too, of like what a woman should be, what a mother or a wife uh, should be. Uh, With me growing up with my mother, there seems to be this unconscious story that's going on that says, oh, if you break your body, because you're taking care of your family, you're so noble. And it is ridiculous right now to think about it. If you actually think about it, all right, women are assets in the family and the community, right? In businesses, without these women, these beautiful things just don't exist, which is why their well-being needs to be put on the top, at the top first. Women are like, the earth, like soil, when the soil is not fertilized, not taken care of, when it's not nourished, it can't grow all of these nourishing things that keep everybody else alive, (laughs) right? Then I just started thinking of like, you know, okay, what happens to dry soil, right? That's completely dry. It does not grow anything. You cannot give anything that's nourishing to anybody that seems to be so common with most women, um, you know, with all the pressure that's uh, that they have with all the expectations of what women should be. But then there's not enough talks on like how women should be treated like queen first, that they should be nourished first, that they should be taken care of first so that they are in tip top condition so that they're in, you know, like the best shape so that they have a lot to give, so that they can create their lives from a place of love, so that they can, you know, spill from a full cup and everybody's happy. Because if you actually think about it, like, you know, generationally, say, like my mom, she was not like, you know, just like me, (laughs) she was not happy because she was exhausted. And because of that, she was stressed and she was angry and she was not creating a good environment for my sister and I to grow up. In years after that, I was living in a trauma response because I was growing up in a very unhealthy environment. And so that actually tells how big of an impact of uh, the quality of life of a mother and how that affects the next generation. So when you have happier mothers, you have happier children, and that quality, that that happiness, that joy, um, that quality of life will be passed on to the next generation. And that's kind of like how I feel is probably what contributes to a lot of stress 
in our society, like how people are, say, abusing each other, how they're so unkind to each other. It is because they don't know how to be kind to themselves. And that's how I see what a lot of mothers are like reflecting and their children are watching how they're depriving themselves of nourishment and kindness and love. It's just not a healthy situation. Yeah. I mean, I fully agree. Children are always watching. They pay attention to what you're doing. So if you are practicing that self-care, if you are building those healthy boundaries, if you are taking care of yourself and practicing kindness with yourself, children are watching. They're always watching. They're always observing. And they learn a lot from our behaviors. There's that old saying, you know, do as I say, not as I do, but children are going to do what you do. And if you're treating yourself with kindness, they're going to learn that. And so that's how I feel uh, too. And with um, the morning routines, why it's in the morning. So there's this state of the brain that we're in when we just wake up. First thing, when you wake up, your brain is in between theta and delta when you just wake up and you're groggy, right? I believe in the teachings of Dr. Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton, and they call that state the hypnotic state. And so when you wake up and you put in the seeds of positivity, which is the morning routines, right? I start with gratitude and that starts that momentum of positivity, right? By thinking of like all oh, this beautiful things that I've been born into that I have right now, right? Running water. I've been supported by my bed all night and my heart and my lungs are working without me having to think about them, right? I would like anticipate more positive things um, that I'm going to do, like all these things that I love. You know, it could be dancing. That's for me. And for some people, it's Peloton because maybe. That's like, you know, the screen of like hot instructors that are inspiring that you know, could be motivating for you to get on your bike <laughs> or you like the outdoors and like all those things that you enjoy that you look forward to, then you'd be so excited to wake up to then that energy, that positive energy and self-love energy that you create that becomes like the setter that remember what I said about the seed, that's like the tree that will grow throughout the day. Um, and so if you start your day with gratitude and love and positivity, very likely that the rest of your day will end in those positive things too. Oh, great. And I know we talked about this a little bit, but are there any common reasons that you know of common reasons that people find it so difficult to practice self-care? Yeah, I think it is also like, you know, with most women or even men, really, it's the expectation of like when we when we become caregivers, there's this expectation that, you know, we need to sacrifice ourselves for the people that we're taking care of. <laughs> that, that seems to be um, pretty rampant, like I noticed. Or we just got used to hustle hustling and like you know working and keep on you know like you know go 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 kind of mentality and on this hamster wheel and a lot of people are also so used to being stressed out and when you're stressed 
your body is producing cortisol, right? What I learned recently is that cortisol could be more addictive than nicotine. And so when your body is conditioned in um, a stressful situation, because you're so used to just working and uh, because the mind is so easily conditioned, right? If that's what you trained your mind to do, it's like, you know, I love to just make money. I love to take care of us. There's so many responsibilities. I do not have time. And if that's the conditioning um, that you put your mind and your body in, you can't, it's really hard to get out of it. And so in order for you to break out of it, it's really important to just be aware and start small. And so with um, self-care or morning routine specifically, I suggest starting really small, like waking up maybe five or 10 minutes earlier, like I did, and pick something that is the most fun for you to do so that you could feel that spark of joy in your life for just a moment and do that longer the next day. And for morning routine specifically, it can be hard to wake up, right? Like wake up two hours early and do all these things. But you know what? No, it doesn't work. You would want to ease that habit when you start a habit and making sure that it's fun and also easy and simple by making it like, okay, small, right? 10 minutes early and then make it fun and do that. And when it's consistent enough, you would want to do that more. Just just don't use that excuse of I don't have time, <laughs> okay? Because there's really no such thing. There is no making time when it comes to self-love. You need yourself. You need to take your own side. If you don't need, if you don't take your side um, by taking care of yourself first, all of these things will fall apart. Like, you know, all these other things that you need to take care of um, is not going to work out. Thank you so much for sharing all of this, your story, all of these tips. I think it's so helpful for people to really have these actionable things that they can do, even just waking up, how you said in the morning, five minutes earlier, 10 minutes earlier, because I'm definitely not a morning person. I don't like waking up early, but a part of something that really helps me in the morning just to get my day started on the right foot and on track because I really hate coming home from work and having a lot of things to do. Something I do that's part of my morning routine is I wake up just five or 10 minutes earlier and I just take care of the kitchen. Like I'll clean the kitchen, I'll do the dishes and it doesn't sound fun, but it's really satisfying for me because when I get home, that's all taken care of. So just anything that makes you feel good, like you said, but I like your idea of making it something that's fun, like Peloton or dancing or stretching, yeah. and especially how you said, focusing on the positives and doing that gratitude. Th these are really great suggestions that people can easily incorporate into their lives. They're very small, actionable steps, which I think people will really appreciate. Yeah. And the biggest thing here is that understanding that you would want to um, make that positive association between your mind and the new habit, right? When you want to um, start a new habit, when it seems daunting, like your brain would retract 
and you're never going to get started, right? If you tell me like, um, a few years ago, I was like, okay, you know, how you could heal is by focusing on like in all kinds of healthy stuff, wake up two hours earlier so and go to the gym. But it's not fun. It's not going to be sustainable. So if you don't like it, if it doesn't resonate with you, it's not going to be sustainable. That's why you need to make it fun and joyful so that your mind and your body start associating it with um, something positive and fun. And so when you do it consistent enough, you actually find that, you know, you like it. And when you do it often enough and you are having enough fun, then you'd be eager to wake up for it. And that way in the morning, when your mind is the most malleable, when your mind is the most impressionable, remember when I said about like, you know, being in hypnotic state and that when in the morning, that is like the very first experience that you have, it makes you happy and joyful. And then the next day, and then the next day it's happy and joyful. You are reconditioning your brain and your body to happy and joyful mornings slowly you are rewiring your your mind and your well and, and the mindset that that's another thing that's the biggest thing here because mindset is just like repeated habits right that becomes it's a habit of thought right and when you are enforcing that thought with your movement um, with your body that becomes a mindset right? That becomes you. And when you're enforcing joy and happiness and positivity, that's the kind of person that you will become. Then you will see the world, you know, from a filter of happiness and joy. That's like the the base that you're building for yourself. Like imagine this, when you were established in your joy and in your happiness and in your positivity, because your body is so used to it because of all your habits and there's always stress stressors everywhere, right? It could be the news, negative neighbors or from work or, you know, like whatever um, crazy things are happening around you or around the world. Like it's really easy to react to it when you are stressed out, but when you're in that place, of calm because you've been nourished and taken care of and you have like this solid ground of joy it's it's such a different response right you would respond to it so much more differently and that would be so much more positively and you would find yourself to be more solution oriented than reactionary oh that is great and i think that's so important how you mentioned not being reactionary because I think a lot of people when they're stressed, like you said, when you were so stressed and just depleted, you were very irritable and very just angry all the time. And we even just seeing a lot of videos and things online, people are reacting to these, to these stressors. So I think these are great tips for people to just really take it really slow, small, little actionable steps to start taking care of themselves because a lot of people are not taking care of themselves right now. And I think we're seeing that ripple effect in our relationships at work, in society. And I think it's very apparent that it's it's a big problem right now. Well, I guess this is my philosophy. Like the understanding that I came through right now is that if I want to see a beautiful world around me, 
I need to change my lens. And in order for me to change my lens, I need to change myself. Um, if I want to see a happy world, I need to be happy. And that really changed me as a person. I, I don't feel stress anymore. <laughs> There's no stress in my life. It's like, I'm just, well, yeah, I guess that could be stressors, but I'm aware of it. And I can choose that it doesn't have to be stressful. I have the power over my emotions. I have the power over my energy. And I became a better mother. I'm emotionally available for my child. I have so much more energy to play, to do all these kind of things with my son. And yeah, there's just like so many things that I could enjoy because I've taken care of myself. Oh yeah. I love that. And Jenny, this has been so great. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and giving all of these tips and all of this advice. I think it's so helpful. Can you please share where everyone can find you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Instagram, that's like where I'm the most active. So it's at sunny Jenny Lee. Um, and I'm also on Facebook and, um, I also have a Facebook group called burnout mom support. All of these links will be in the show notes. So everyone go check out Jenny. Jenny, thank you so much for being here today and having this great conversation with me. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so honored um, for this message to to be here and to be heard. (laughs) Thank you. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I greatly appreciate it. I loved hearing how a morning routine can be a self-care practice. I think that's something great that a lot of us can implement, especially with just starting with five minutes every morning. That is so doable. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And I have a very exciting update for you. I have relaunched my Etsy store. I have a ton of products in there now. And my goal was to have a lot of products that were positive and were in the wellness sphere. So there's lots of things about growth and positivity. And of course, there's a lot of cats because if you know me, you know I'm a crazy cat lady. You know I love my kitties. So there's a lot of cat-themed products as well. You'll find t-shirts, you'll find tank tops, you'll find hoodies, you'll find mugs. I am working on greeting cards and postcards. Lots of good stuff coming. There's notebooks, journals... And I am taking custom orders, so if there's a phrase or if there's a theme you're looking for on a specific product, definitely shoot me a message because I would gladly create that for you. The link is in the show notes, so definitely go check that out and please favorite my shop. I would greatly appreciate that. I've had digital products for the last few years, but I've always wanted physical products, so I'm so excited to finally launch that, so definitely check out my shop. There's a bunch of stuff in there, but there's much more to come. So again, favorite that and keep checking back. Thanks so much for joining me today, and don't forget that every episode of The Wellness Project has an episode page full of all the links. You can find that at accordingtodes.com forward slash 127. You can find detailed show notes as well as everywhere that you can find Jenny. I hope you have a calm and peaceful two weeks. I will see you then with another amazing guest. 